Well, hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Um, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty with the uh, opening scene, but uh, that's to be expected because there's always something that uh, happens. What are you going to do? But uh, So there's no opening music tonight, <laughs> unfortunately. Hello, though. Welcome to the um, to the program. Let this mind be in you, Brother Michael D'Angelo, of course. You've, you've tuned in here before. If it's your first time um, and you're just seeing this uh, later on, welcome to the channel. So we're going to be in the book of Colossians tonight. Uh, we're continuing in the book of Colossians in the in the third chapter. And um, again, I don't know what happened to my, had my audio all set up. Everything was ready to go and it just wouldn't work. So we'll have to try again later maybe and uh, see what exactly happened. If not, oh well, we'll just uh, have to do something else. But uh, let's get right into it. Um, if you're here, just uh, let me know who's all here. Go ahead and uh, roger up. And we'll get started here in the book of Colossians. I'm just going to give a few more seconds here to let people get in. And we'll be ready to go. All right. Is everybody ready? Outstanding. All right, well, let's go ahead and get started. In the book of Colossians, uh, Colossians chapter 3, we've been over the first two chapters of Colossians already the past couple weeks. Um, we've really skimmed the surface, though. I mean, we have not gone deep at all, and uh, that's okay. This is just a, uh, this is just a preparatory kind of thing where we're just going to go through and basically just give some a brief points here and there. Just read the chapter for what it says. Read the books that we go through as uh, as believers together. And uh, let the Word of God speak to us. And um, that gives, you know, it doesn't matter. This is a good point in, uh, to say this, but it doesn't matter how many times you go through the Word of God. There's always going to be something new um, that it's revealed to you. Um, or something maybe just slightly different that you see. Again, not you're not you're getting some just wild revelations and all this kind of kind of stuff, but the Lord really uses His Word to work in your life, and uh, we're going to kind of see that here a little later on uh, when we're talking about the Word of God and uh, talking about it dwelling within us. So let's go ahead and start in verse one, and uh, we looks like we got a decent amount of people watching right now. So we'll go ahead and get started. If you're listening to the uh, podcast later on. Um, I would love for you to let me know that you've found me on the podcast. So email me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. So if you listen to any of the podcasts, whether it's on podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S.com, or you listen on Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio Podcast under the Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast channel, um, let me know. Drop me a line on either my Facebook page, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, or let me know at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. Um, I just got a couple emails um, this past week, and um, I don't know if Brother Justin, you're ever going to see this or if you're watching right now, but uh, Brother Justin, uh, hello, and uh, it was good hearing from you uh, in your email. I did receive it, so Thank you so much for responding back. 
And uh, Brian, thank you. If you ever watch this or if you're watching, uh, thank you for responding to the email as well. I meant every word in that email, brother. Okay. Hey, brother Tim, are you on the road? I'll let him get a chance to respond. So brother Tim and sister Elizabeth made it to Tennessee, but I think brother Tim is on the road again or maybe on his way back or possibly could be back. He'll answer here probably. If he doesn't answer, that means he's probably, um, maybe he is driving. I don't know. Don't be texting and driving then. <laughs> Just remain safe. All right. But uh, they made it to safely to uh, the Tennessee, uh, around the Knoxville area, I, I guess you would say. And um, now they're getting themselves adjusted and getting the rest of the stuff moved in. So it's good to uh, know, praise the Lord, that they made it there. Thankful to the Lord for his safety and his mercy uh, while they were traveling. We prayed for that, and uh, it's always good, good to give thanks to the Lord, who it is due to. Uh, to. And uh, we'll also see that in Chapter 3, tonight of Colossians. So it's a good tie-in. All right. Is everybody ready? If you have your Bibles, then your King James Bibles, open them up to Colossians Chapter 3. In verse 1, it says... If ye then be risen with Christ. Now, if ye then be risen with Christ is going back to what it just got done talking about in the letter. Okay. Okay. Brother Tim says he's at his parents' house gathering the rest of his things, heading back in the morning. Okay. We'll be praying for you in the morning, brother. Um, but it's, again, we, we've mentioned this before. This is a, if you're new to the word of God, as far as you've just been saved and you're just starting to learn, uh, this, these are letters. So usually you don't read a stop in, in a letter and then, you know, put it down. And then a week and a half later, you, you pick it up from where there and sometimes you'll forget. So like I said, just be reading through these, uh, these epistles as we go through them. It's uh, always good as a refresher, but it just starts off then as it just got done talking about in chapter two, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Okay, so, again, if you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Concentrate. As a born-again believer, we have been purchased. We're a purchased possession uh, of Jesus Christ. He bought us. He paid for it. Uh, paid for us. Uh, he paid the price. He reconciled us to himself. And uh, amen for that. But um, it's, since that's happened, since we're risen with Christ, we're new creatures. We've died. The old person has died, spiritually speaking. Um, so seek those things which are above. Stop seeking the temporal, the things in this life. Focus solely on that and start focusing on the eternal. It's okay to work hard, as we'll see here later on in this chapter. It's okay to... Do things uh, mightily unto the Lord. That's absolutely right. But if your heart is given over to this world, you need to check up on yourself. As it says in 1 John and other places that Paul admonishes them, he says, look, if, if you have the love of the world, as 1 John says, really, really, I, I implore you, if you have the love of the world and you just find yourself just loving the things of this life rather than the things of God, the eternal, ooh, you know, I, I would just admonish you just to check up on yourself. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, as it says in the Word of God. Does this mean working for your salvation? 
It just means search it. Ask, you know, just talk to talk to the one that uh, paid the price for you. Like, Lord, am I? And it's not doubting your salvation. Uh, we've been going through and talking uh, through First John as a uh, as a church, and it's not the doubting your salvation. It's not me trying to make you doubt your salvation. It is just simply saying, Lord, it's this is a serious matter. And if I'm loving the world, wow, I really need to get my heart right. And you should be really, really seeking those things which are above instead of those things which are temporal. They're temporary. The world's going to pass away with a fervent heat. So these things won't last. You can't take them with you. So what you do for this, uh, what you do in this world for Christ is the only thing that's going to last. And we'll get to that later on in the chapter. So seek the eternal, not the temporal. Verse two says the same thing: set your affections on things above, not on things on not in on things on the earth. Excuse me. For ye are dead. Now we're no longer dead in trespasses and sins. We're new creatures now, and your life is hid with Christ in God. See, we're no longer our own. We answer to him. Okay? We're dead. So look at the difference of the death here in Colossians 3 and verse 3. And if you turn over to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 real quick. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit which now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had all we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as other. Um and so in First Corinthians chapter two, it talks about the natural man. It's just natural for you to do those things when you are dead in trespasses and sins. But now that you are dead in Christ, risen with Christ, no longer set your affections on things on this world of this world, but affections on things above. Okay. There is a difference. There should be a difference in your life if you're born again. You're born again. You're a new creature. There should be some sort of difference in your life. Are you going to sin? Are you going to mess up? Yes. Guilty as charged all the time. Paul talks about how we are we groan in this flesh. And Paul even says that, oh, wicked man that I am. That's, he's talking about he is a saved man. And that's the apostle Paul talking about how he, the things he wants to do, he finds himself not doing and the struggle that's in the flesh. That's why we have to daily just... Oh, Lord, help me. Help me to crucify this flesh. Help me to just put it down. Help your spirit to reign in my life. Because this spirit is in you. Verse 4. And notice this. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Now, uh, just really briefly, I just want to say that this is not the catching away. Okay, this is the second coming. We will come <laughs> with all, it says he comes in the clouds um, and all shall see him and tremble. Uh, that's when we're coming back with him. That's what it's talking about. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. 
you know, um, I think that's what that's talking about here, that it's not talking about the catching away of the body. It's talking about the second advent or the second coming when he actually comes to this earth. And that's for a different study for a different time. But again, if you're new to the Bible, just make sure that you're reading it in context and uh, you don't get confused by those types of things. Okay. All right. Verse five. And be ready to turn to a couple verses here. But in verse 5, it says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. That's it. This flesh. You have to kill it every day through the power of the Spirit. Mortify. You know, a mortician is somebody that deals with death. Mortify. It's the same thing. Therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. But remember, you're no longer a children of a child of disobedience. You're no longer a child of Satan. You're the child of the King now. But we still have these earthly members. See that the members which are upon the earth. Turn over uh, to Romans chapter six. And we're going to turn to a few verses here, Romans, and then we're going to go to Galatians. But uh, Romans chapter 6, and starting verse 6, it says, Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we should also live with him. So, again, it talks about the resurrection and everything like that, but you see what I'm talking about. There is still mortifying of the flesh. There's still, you have to, every day through the power of spirit, God, give me the strength, please, because only you can do this through me, all right? That's what's called putting on the whole armor of God. But turn over to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. And it says there, and are built upon a, oops, oops, oop, 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 that's Ephesians. That's Ephesians. Go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 2. Almost messed up there. Here it is. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the motivating factor. That's the drives us. That's the only engine, so to speak, that's in in us that can even perform that work of living in Christ. Is Christ in us? Okay? The more we try to have our own way and be like, oh, there's that flesh coming over and just... Because God has not turned you into a robot. You still have a free will. And uh, just like when I tell my children, you know, hey, don't do that, they have a choice. They can either do that thing that I just told them not to do or they, uh, they obey. Now, I wish I could force them to obey every single time because I love them and I don't want them to see them hurt. They love me as well. But the way that they show that love now is to obey the word of the Father. That's me. That's on this earth. Same thing with your heavenly Father. He wants you to obey, but you still have a free will. That's why 
We have to crucify that flesh through the power of the Spirit. Because he loved us and gave himself for us. Gave himself for me. And then also while you're there in Galatians, go ahead and turn over to uh, chapter 5. Paul talks about this a lot to all the churches. All the different churches that he writes to. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24. And look at this. This is what the admonition that I was telling you about at the beginning. Work out your own salvation as far as the knowledge of that. that to, you know, Put on the helmet of faith. The mind is like, am, am I walking the way I should be walking? And if I'm not, I need to check up on that. Because in verse 24 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. If we live in the Spirit, let us also Walk in the Spirit. We've See, that's the thing. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh. We weren't crucified on the cross. He was. He was crucified. Because of that, he died, and he rose again, victorious over death, as we just saw in uh, Galatians chapter, or excuse me, Colossians chapter 2 last time. So now we have victory. Victory is ours through him it's through the power of his spirit that's the only way if we live in the spirit let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus live and it says the uh, first Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 16 as uh, if you tuned in some reason that's the uh, slide that it was stuck on when I uh, try to get the opening intro to start up which would not it says for who hath known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ we have the spirit his spirit in us doing the work so let this mind be in you all right let's get back to colossians chapter three that's a beautiful picture though crucifying just think about that christian and if you're not a christian if you have not been saved, the simplicity of the gospel is, here's the good news. You cannot perform this in yourself. You're a rotten sinner that cannot be in the presence of God. But he's, here's the good news. Here's the, here's the ministry of reconciliation. He reconciled us to himself, me, to him, through what he did. He died on a cross. He was God that came in a, in a form of a man and died on the cross to shed perfect blood for an offering for a sin. He went in one time as we went through the book of Hebrews. And then he was buried, rose again on the third day. Here's the good news. That was all for you and me and all the world. He died for all. That's the good news. You cannot get to God any other way. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you'll have eternal life is through Jesus Christ. His righteousness must be applied to you. Must be. That's the only way you can stand in front of a holy, righteous God. It's through, so you have to, the only way you can stand before him is through Jesus Christ. You have to be in him. Come to the end of your self-righteousness today. 
Understand that you are a sinner and you have no way to the Father. You have no way to God at all except through Jesus Christ. There's the simplicity of the gospel. He died for you. He was buried for you, and he rose again for you. Your sins, what man, what separated man from God in the beginning was man's sin. He reconciled us to himself when that testator, that perfect lamb, died. Hmm. It's simple. That's the simplicity of the of the of the of the cross. Now, to those that are maybe listening that are not saved, it says the simplicity of the cross. You know, this could be sounding like foolishness to you. Well, the Bible has a verse for that. But if you come to the end of yourself, your own righteousness, and put your faith and trust in His finished work, when He said it is finished, cry out to Him today. He said He will in no wise cast you out. Man, come to him today. Come to him today. All right, getting back to uh, the reason here. Verse 6 here, again, here's the wrath. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. You do not want to stand in front of God as the children of disobedience. Because your the wrath of God will be upon you, and you will pay for your sins the rest of eternity, forever and ever. That's why God poured his wrath out on his son. He took your place. He took that wrath. Won't you come to him today? As Paul continues to write to the church here at Colossae, he reminds them something in verse 7. He says, In the which ye also walk sometime, when ye lived in them, you, we were all Christian. We were all once children of disobedience. Remember that. It should make you praise the, the Lord every single day for that, that, that fact that he died for you. So you should want to live for him. That's that changed life. That's the desire now should be towards those things. And if you don't have any desire whatsoever to live in righteousness, I, I would really question what your salvation experience was. It's okay to work out your own salvation as far as understand, like, what did I, okay. Wow. If I'm not living the way the Bible says I should be living and I don't really care, well, what does that mean? Eternity is for a very long time. Eternity is eternity. It's without end. This is a very serious thing. Now, Christian, Paul's reminding us that we were once there. Now, this is an admonition for one. Uh, uh, there's two different things that I believe that this is admonishing us. The, the two ways it's admonishing us is as Christians is one, thankfulness of what he did for us. And then also understanding, as we'll see when we get down to Galatians or Colossians chapter 4, is understanding how we deal with those that we were once. Okay? There should always be, if we believe somebody's lost, we should just give them the gospel and just, I love you. I want to see you saved. 
but there should no wise be any kind of thing where we're, oh, I can't believe you're, you're like that. Well, they have no choice. They are the natural man. They're, they're the children of disobedience, as has already been put. So, Christian, just remember that. If you think you're dealing with a lost person, um, just remember who you once were. It, I, I, ever since when I started looking at it that way, I, it started changing me in a way of how I deal with others. And not that I don't still give the truth. You always have to give the truth because that's the only way you truly love somebody. You don't lie to people you love. Well, well I'm getting a phone call. <laughs> and it's from my dad. Let's see here. Let's uh, go ahead and take a little pause here. Hey, I'm live. Say hello to everybody. Yeah, that's okay. Hey, should be tuning in. All right. I, I got to let you go. I love you. All right. Bye. All right. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's live. That's what can happen when you're live. So, but getting back to it, that's just the way I deal with people now. Um, it's, it's really done a change in me because I remember who I once was. And that's the point. In the which ye also walked sometime in verse 7 of Colossians 3, when ye lived in them. But, there's the beautiful conjunction, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Ooh. See, I, I and I want to go back to something here in a second, but you understand here um, in verse 8, and uh probably all the way down through, well, probably verse 14. We'll just read this as one big block, but it says, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him created in, that created him, where there is neither gr Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave ye, you, so also do ye. And above all things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Bond of perfectness. So, again, this is Paul writing to the church there, and he's also admonishing them how they deal with each other. See, as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, if I'm admonishing you with truth, it's not because I hate you. It's because I love you. And if you're doing the same to me, I should be like, oh, this is out of love. Thank you so much for correcting me. There should not be some sort of malice and different things that it's just right here that it's been mentioning because we're in perfect, uh, we're in bond of perfectness. We're in Christ. Christ is in us all. So what are we doing arguing about these silly things? Lying to each other. Hmm. Let's go back though. I just want to uh, point out in verse six here, 
when it says, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So that wrath is going to be poured out as well in the time of Jacob's trouble, but we're not appointed to that. So some other time we'll go uh, deeper into this, but uh, Romans chapter 5 and verse 9, you can write that down. Ephesians 5 and verse 6, and then 1 Thessalonians 1 verse 10 and 5 and verse 9. We're not appointed to wrath, okay? Don't let anybody tell you anything different. Uh, we are not going through that time of Jacob's trouble. All of it is wrath. If you can prove to me through the word of God that any point of Daniel's 70th week or the time of Jacob's trouble is not the wrath of God being poured out, bring your Bible. I, I really want to see it, okay? But we're not appointed to that wrath that is to come on the children of disobedience. And then verse 7 in the which he also walked some time when he lived in them, is 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11. I want to read that. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 11, it says, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. So again, just remember who you once was. We shouldn't glory in that. Oh, no, we should not glory in who we once were. We should be glorifying God and who we are now in him. But we still should have that thankfulness for drawing us out of that, that pit, that, that doomed life. He drew, he drew us to him, to him by his spirit. He drew us. He convicted us of our need of a savior. He did the work. He did the work on the cross. He does the work of imputing his righteousness. He does the work of just coming in and sealing you into the day of redemption. He does the work. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's what makes a remind you of who you once were. You were once dead. No longer. We are alive in Christ. Amen and amen. Well, something interesting, though, as we went down through uh, Colossians 3, verses um, 8 through 14, I guess you would say, was when it says put on. Put on. And when it says that put on, it kind of like in verse uh, 14, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Turn over real quick to Romans. We're going to go Romans and Galatians and then Ephesians. And uh, if we have to make a stopping point in Colossians 3 tonight, that'll be okay. But I just want to talk about this put on. So turn over real quick to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13, and starting in verse 12. Romans chapter 13 and verse 12, it says, yep, okay. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly, as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And I think that's going to come into a little bit clearer here when we turn over to Galatians. And then, like I said, finishing up in Ephesians, but Galatians 3 and verse 27, it says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. It's very interesting. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, 
Galatians, and then right over the next chapter or book of the Bible, Ephesians chapter four, or in verse uh, twenty-four. Yes, and that you and it says here, and be uh, verse twenty-three. Back up just a little bit, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Speaking of the body of Christ. So that's really interesting there. And then in verse uh, 11 of chapter 6 in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 11, when it says, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And if you read down through there, all right, so... Picture, if you will, a soldier. The soldier that has all this armor. It's already been issued to him. See, all this armor is of God. If you read all the way down through here, this, they're on all the time. The first three pieces here. The second three pieces says taking or like taking that, like taking and grabbing it, and like if you're going out to battle. But understand that all these things are given to you. They're issued to you. See that? You know, you get in the military. Those aren't actually your pieces of equipment. They issue you those. They're not yours. So every single time you go out to battle, you have to put them on. Now, you're already in the military. I know this is kind of a, this is a, if you haven't been in the military or you're not quite grasping this, just understand that once you become a part of the military, that's, you're a part of the military. And you go off to war, you go off to war. You put on, though, if you run out the, uh, the door of your, of your barracks or something like that going into a battle or something and you forget your helmet, boy, you're in a lot of trouble. And that's what it's, that's what it's given us the, uh, the example of here. You have to put those on. They've been issued to you already, but you have to put them on. And even if you fall and you die in this battle, you know, so to speak, you're still sealed you're okay as far as your eternal salvation but as we'll see later on here uh, you'll lose rewards so every day you go out to battle put on the whole armor of god get in the word be in the spirit as far as crucifying that flesh has been talking through colossians 3 so far it all comes together all right so put on let this mind be in you all right, verse 15 is really special. I love verse 15 for several reasons. And it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful for that, that we're called in one body. We're there to strengthen each other and be um, able to strengthen other members, as Paul uses the, the, like the body fingers and the eye and so forth and so on in different epistles. But turn over back to Ephesians 4. I just wanted to show you something real quick. How are we one body? How is this? How is this possible? Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering." Forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring. See, as a body of believers, your local body of believers, who you're fellowshipping with, your, your small group that you're getting together with, should be endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. How? 
Why? Verse 4, there is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Okay? We're one body because of that that work. So again, one body. The Father is in us. Well, I thought the I thought the Spirit was in us. Yes, that's what I said. Well, I thought Jesus was in us, Christ in us. Yes. I told you before. I don't ask me to explain that. It's not a contradiction in, in Scripture. I just read it for what it says. Okay? We'll just leave it at that. Read it for what it says. It's not a contradiction. All right? One God. Three distinct, separate things that make him up. Three separate distinctions that can separate. It's one God. Okay? Verse 16, back to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, and it's been, ooh, a good 35 minutes, and I haven't even had any coffee yet, so uh, excuse me for one moment. I just want to welcome everybody that's uh, that's watching the live stream tonight. Thank you for taking time out of your Friday nights to uh, to tune in here. And, you know, there's no... Uh, Nobody forcing you to do that, and I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Um, all we try to do here on this channel is just read the Word of God for what it says. I mean, if it doesn't clearly say stuff like what it just said, I wouldn't believe it either, but I have to have faith. I don't understand it, but I have faith in what it says. You know what I mean? I mean, what can else can I do? I'm I'm not some sort of guy that has like this doctoral thesis, and I don't have this all these degrees behind my name. I just, I'm a born again believer. That's a Bible believer that knows that I have God's perfect, preserved, inspired word right in front of me. And that's what he's going to tell me is what he tells me through the teaching of his Holy Spirit. That's it. That's all we try to do. There's somebody here saying that it's Saturday already where they're at. Well, wow, goodness. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in on an early Saturday morning then, or maybe even towards the afternoon. So, Appreciate that. All right, uh, where were we? Oh, yes, verse 16. Here it is again. As it says, what I've said before is it says, let this mind be in you in, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5. Let this mind. Again, we're not robots. We have a free will. Letting is like allowing that work to happen in you, okay? The, the Spirit's already there, but you have to get out of the way. So you can allow the spirit to work. Okay? The spirit's not just going to sit there and force you to do things. So you're like a puppet on a string and you're just doing things because the spirit's making you do all the... Look, just get out of the way. Crucify the flesh. Mortify the flesh as we've already read here. And let the word of Christ dwell in you. Go back to the uh, study about dwell. Uh, Jesus teaches his disciples the biblical Godhead in John chapter 14. And uh, just understand what that dwell means. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, 
teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's what we should be doing as a body of, of believers. Um, somebody comes in, they're in, they're in need. Somebody's hurting. We're supposed to be there to lift them up. Okay? If somebody comes and they're not living right in our, in our, in our local body, the brother that we're, we're dealing with, when it says, you know, admonishing one another, well, we can admonish each other in the word of God. We can also admonish each other to say, you know, look at this psalm back here that David wrote. Oh, man. Bless the Lord. Almost oh, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Just remember who you are now in Christ. That's admonishing each other. Hey, brother, how can you be comfortable doing those types of things? You know, I'm concerned about you. Well, thank you for admonishing me. That's that's a, you know, somebody that's hardened their heart still and deep down. They're like, if they're born again, they're going to be like, oh, man, so right. So right. But then if you're not having that kind of conviction in your life, the spirit's not working in you. Ooh, boy, again, I admonish you just as just to make sure in fear and trembling because, again, the spirit should be convicting you of those things. Even when I lived afar off. And I was living in not the way a child of the king should be living. Even when those times, the conviction was so deep on, on me. I mean, I'm telling you, there was no peace whatsoever. I was uh, being admonished by several people. I was also being convicted and punished by my heavenly father. Because who he loveth, he chasteneth, right? Chasteneth is whoopings, okay? That's about the best way I can describe it. Uh, raising up here in the South, you know, and different different things, you got a whooping if you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing. And uh, unfortunately, my children have been, uh, well, my daughter is starting to understand that a little bit. And it breaks my heart every single time, as it does with our father as well. He loves you. He gave himself for you. You should be living for him now. And I was not for such a long time. And uh, But he's going to chasten you. If you don't have the chastening of the Lord on your life, wow. If you don't have the conviction of the Spirit, wow. If somebody's admonishing you through the Word of God and it's not doing a, a single thing to you, and you feel you're like, I can just live how I want, you know, God doesn't care what I do in this body. Let me just destroy it with alcohol and all these other kinds of things. You don't, your body is a temple. What? Paul says, what? Know you not? It's a, you get that, the idea when Paul tells him that, what? Know you not that your body is, the, he's, he's like, he's flabbergasted. He's like, I can't believe that born again believers are living this way and you don't think anything's wrong with that. What? Strong admonition there. But that's what we should be doing with one another. Verse 17, And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So that's, again, what we should be doing in the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay? That's what we're doing all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks. He does the work. Okay? He does the work. And as we're about to find out here, here's some practical things for us. 
Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. Okay, let's just stop right there. Yeah, bless God, our wives should be uh, submitting themselves unto our own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Let's just stop right there. No, keep going. Husband, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Wow. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Man, this is deep. Verse 22, servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. Wait, so even now in this, in this context, obviously, you know, I'm not being forced to go work for someone. It doesn't talk about slavery. It's talking about servants. I'm a servant to my master, which is the, uh, the military. You know, okay. As far as in this flesh. So if I'm going to do things, if I've committed or if you've committed to work anywhere, you're working for somebody. It says, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, as long as it doesn't violate the scriptures, of course, not with eye service as men pleasers. You know what eye service is? Check it out. This is eye service. Yeah, I just do whatever I want. Oh, boss is coming. Hey, uh, man, uh, guys, let's do this over here and let's work really hard over here. And let's, you know, and as soon as they walk away, it's like, all right, let's go back to it. That's eye service. You only do it when they're around. No, this is what if you're a born again believer and you're in the workforce, you're working for somebody. Let this verse resonate with you, just like these other ones do. Fearing God. God sees what you're doing. If you're a child of the king. Remember, this is an instruction in righteousness right here for you. Verse 23, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Remember, you don't belong to you anymore. You belong to him. Verse 24, knowing that of the Lord, ye shall receive the reward of inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Verse 25, but he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. That's that wood, hay, and stubble that we've been talking about. So go back and we'll finish with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. And start in verse 12. And it says here, Now if any man build upon this foundation, who's that foundation? Verse 11 tells us who it is. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, Every man's work shall be made manifest, should be shown clearly. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Hmm, I wonder what that fire is. And the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. God, help me to just have, through the power of your spirit, let me have just something. Let me just have something as a, to receive this reward. Because we know we're going to cast them back at his feet, don't you? Don't glory in that. That's wood, hay, and stubble. Okay. But check it out. Verse 15. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. Cannot lose your salvation because of works. Okay. Not in this dispensation. Not going to happen. Because you will self be saved. Just those wood, hay, and stubble get burned right up. Know ye not that you are the temple of God? Now, this time, Paul doesn't tell the Corinthians here, what? Know ye not? 
but it's the same context. Know ye not that you're that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Well, brother Michael, you told me it's the spirit of Christ. Yep. That's what I said. Dwelleth. Go back to John chapter 14 to understand what that dwelleth is. And let the spirit teach. Verse 17, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy for the temples of God is holy, which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, wit, so excuse me. For it is written, he that taketh the wise in their own craftiness. That's Job chapter five and verse thirteen. So Colossians chapter three. Next time Colossians chapter four. Uh, we have plenty of time here. I need to go back and. Uh, I noticed a lot of people were kind of commenting, but I was trying to get back into uh, teaching. I want to give my dad a hard time about that later on. That's all right. He feels bad enough as it is, I guarantee you. Uh, okay, so Shepherd's Ambassador, remember how you once was when you're dealing with other people, people are on different stages of the journey of Christian living. Uh, okay, yeah, different stages, yeah, you're, you're right there. Um, what I would say, though, there's different levels, obviously, sanctification, there's babes in Christ, and all sort of mature in the Word, all these different kinds of things. That's absolutely true, but the, I think the point is, is that when you're dealing with somebody, especially if in the body of Christ, saved to saved, and you're talking to them and you're admonishing them in the word of God and saying, this is what the word of God says. How can you live like this? Come on, brother. This is what the word of God says. And they're like, Ugh, nah. And they choose to reject it. you got to like, oh, wow. Hey, in fear and trembling here, brother, you, you need to understand what's going on. Are, are you in Christ? Um, man, there's some pretty strong language that's used there. So I just think that's one of the things that we should be admonishing and, and, and checking up on each other. This is a serious thing. It's eternity. We should not be playing around with that. I love you, and by you, I mean every one of you out there, and I'm not trying to make you, quote-unquote, doubt your salvation, which is kind of a ridiculous thing because Christ in you, you're not going to doubt it, but he's going to be doing the work in you as far as, and if there's no evidence of that, there's no fruit, there's none of, oof, just, it, it just concerns me. So, yeah, just remember who you once were, though. Uh, brother JT. Hey, there's brother JT. He's here, just dropping in late. That's okay. Mr. Ryan Swope is here. Omar, Omar Gonzalez. Hello, brother. And nine eight two, which I don't know where you're at in the world, but apparently it's Saturday already. And there's Bible believing Vato. Yeah, what did I miss? Well, you have to go back and quite a bit. Live, live recording or live broadcasting, and uh, my dad called right in the middle. That was he was trying to FaceTime me. I should have just set him off to the side right here, just like you know, brought the other uh, microphone in here and just uh, did a, like a little interview with him on the phone while we were talking. But uh, Ryan Swope says here, uh, when one rejoices, we all rejoice. When one suffers, we all suffer. It's like our body parts. When one body hurts. The body part hurts. It affects all of them. That's an that's an ex excellent example. You know, you. 
or working on something, you're you're hammering something, anybody that's in the construction trade and you hit your thumb, you're feeling it everywhere. You know, no one really thinks about their thumb until it's like killing them. It's like, oh man, it hurts really bad, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no that's why there's no respect of persons. There's no like, well, I'm more important than this person in the body of Christ. No. He is the head. It's his body, by the way. Uh, there's plenty of scripture on that. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. What do you think that means? So, yeah, we should be building each other up for sure. And let's see here. First John 3 and Romans 6 talks about if we are truly saved, we will feel conviction and hurt. Um, this is Ryan Swope here. But we can ignore and grieve and quench the spirit by disobeying the chastening. We aren't to practice sin. That's right. We can grieve and we can quench and we can. There's a lot of different things that we can do with that spirit because again, we're not mind numb robots. We do still have a free will. We're still in this body of flesh. That's the groaning, by the way. Oh, oh, wretched man that I am, as Paul says. I feel that all the time. Yeah, 982 says, oh, yeah, I've been through some chastening. Not fun at all. No, it is not. And it's so it's so frustrating, too, when you fall into the same thing. Like, you make the same mistake again and sin again. It's like, oh, I did it again. Like, But he's long-suffering. Just like I am with my kids, they do it over and over. My little, she's going to be three in March. And, boy, over and over and over again. And she's so brokenhearted when she, like, disappoints mom and dad. And the time when she, there's that first that's like, ah, I want to get my way. And then when you finally see her in a broken state, it's such a precious picture of what we should be when we come to our our Heavenly Father. When you finally say, I can't do anything. And you just get rid of your self-righteousness and you just humble yourself and come humbly to the foot of the cross. Wow. It's such a beautiful picture. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, Ryan Swope, they want to. What shall we say then? Um, Ryan Swope says, as Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Which is, a, I have that written down here, one of my other verses that I would uh, that I just didn't go to, but that's an excellent point because we're crucified with Christ. We're dead to sin. How should we live any longer therein? Yeah, that's an excellent point, too. Someone who understands that they deserve hell justly and rightly. That's right. But that God has chosen them to save uh, by taking their place and dying for them would be blown away by this unfathomable act of love. That's as See, since we have the mind of Christ and the Spirit can teach us, when we go and we look at like Romans and Romans and Corinthians and Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, we see all those things in Christ because we have the Spirit of God teaching us. That's what makes us rejoice. That's what we have joy in that and understanding that. And it should bring those, the word of God is, is powerful to bring those that are without Christ, that conviction, quick and powerful 
sharper than any two-edged sword, divides asunder. Yeah. All right, and then uh, he quotes another verse. So all good stuff there, and then uh, Bible-believing Vato's in here. Uh, there was a question back here. Oh, Vato's asking Shepherd's ambassador about uh, about a question, and uh, I'll let them to talk about that. Because I don't, I don't know who this this uh, shepherd's ambassador is, so I'll let him answer for himself if he wants to. But uh, we're coming up here on an hour, and um, I want to admonish you guys uh, to walk worthy. As we've seen tonight, that there's only one way to walk worthy, and that's through the power of the Spirit. Remember who you once were. Don't dwell on that. I mean, we should be rejoicing the fact that we are no longer dead in sins. Uh, we are made alive in Christ. We will never die. This fleshly body may die. I may be hit by a car tomorrow. I might. It doesn't matter. I don't have any of that spirit of fear in me anymore because I know where I'll be. To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. I'll, under, I'll finally be able to see my Savior. I'll be able to see him just as he is. And uh, But at the same time, if I get caught up out of here, that'll be awesome as well. Uh, but I should have no fear. We are new creatures. We will never die. We have everlasting life through him. Okay. Got a question here from 982. I'll turn to Ezekiel 38. He's asking a question about a current political world situation. Last time there was somebody that asked me about what I thought about some uh, different things uh, militarily, which I just said, and I, I will always say that um, God's in control of all this stuff, and so I'll just leave it at that. And uh, I may have some uh, feelings on those things, but this is uh, this channel is about the Word of God. But you said to go to Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight. Uh, what verse in Ezekiel chapter 38? I just, uh, God, and may God. Yeah. Um, if this was what it, I think it's saying, I don't think it, uh, I think this is for uh, future, um, and I will not be here physically to see any of this stuff, um, because when it talks about, in the latter years, thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, verse 8, and is gathered out of many people against the mountain of Israel, uh, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely in all, all of them, safely all of them. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and thy bands and many people with thee. Uh, yeah, I, th I just think that's for a time of Jacob's trouble. Uh, but uh, if not, uh, the, at the end of maybe the millennial reign, I don't know. But uh, 
I don't think that has anything to do, 9A2, with what we got going on right now. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that it is a foreshadow of things to come. We, we live in a fallen world. All these things are, as Bible-believing Christians, uh, we have the Spirit of God that takes us to the Word, and we're like, oh, wow, this, a lot of these things are, are getting, it's getting close, but it's been getting close since he ascended, you know. Spirit of Antichrist has been in the world even since that day, uh, as it says in 1 John 2. The spirits are spirit of Antichrist was already in the world at that time. You know that it's it's all the world is wicked, and it's a fallen state, and uh, we can see those things as the body of Christ. That's why uh, when He that led us is taken out of the way, then I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that is why we will not be here for the time of Jacob's trouble, because we would be able to spot it very very quickly. So. And uh, that's why the spirit has to be taken out of the way, or else there would be the small remnant of brothers that, uh, if we weren't taken out of the way, we'd be screaming it from the the rooftops and pointing them to the Word of God. And in Book of Amos, it says there's going to be a drought of the Word of God. Well, how's that possible? The Word of God is in us. Well, that's why, because taken out of the way. All right, Gog and Magog, yeah, Brother Omar seeing that so all right so they're talking to brother jt but um yeah 982 that's a good question and um these definitely are things that we can see as uh, bible believing christians we can go to the word of god we can see those things some of the deeper things of god um those those things that uh, for that those that are a little bit more mature in the word, uh, we can have those conversations. Uh, maybe through correspondence. Maybe we can talk about that stuff um, through uh, email correspondence. You can email me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com, um, or you can message me on Let This Mind Be in You Ministries on Facebook, and uh, that that way we can kind of correspond back and forth and not bring confusion to maybe somebody that's just beginning in the word. If you understand what I'm saying, just newly saved some of those uh, deep things of God, we're going to try to just stay as much milk as we possibly can. And then if, if uh, God directs, I'll put out a, maybe a video on that possibly um, about some of that future stuff, uh, the future things. Cause I, I definitely love uh, studying about those things. The uh, time of Jacob's trouble, the thousand year reign of Christ, so forth and so on. But um, I think it's really important as Bible-believing Christians that we get back to the Word of God to us, this dispensation, to the church. Who is writing to the church? Paul. So let's just just, just really, really read up on, uh, on uh, Pauline epistles. And uh, as he wrote to the churches, he's writing to us. Don't have Facebook. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well... Then uh, hit me up on uh, on on email then ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's a you very well could be true. I mean that that very well could be what you just said. But uh, again, I'm not worried about that kind of stuff. But uh, that is kind of funny. All right, everybody. Well, that's uh, we've gone we've gone over an hour just a just a little bit, but that's okay. I really appreciate you joining me tonight. If there's no other uh, other questions. If there's no other things uh, dealing with Colossians 3, uh, 
So we'll wrap it up there. Okay. So thank you for joining me tonight at uh, Let This Mind Be In You. I'm really appreciating the fact that there's people that take time out of their their uh, their days, whether it's a Saturday or it's a Friday or whenever it is that we're doing these and watch these live. Uh, don't forget, you can always go back in and watch them um, on the channel. So they'll be posted up there pretty soon. Uh, somebody's talking about not depending or like being distracted by Facebook and different stuff. That's absolutely true. As uh, we talked about that last time, actually, that anything that's taken over your life, you need to get rid of it. You know, if it's a preference to you, if it's if it's dominating your life, and if it's causing you to like not do things that you should be doing, get rid of it. And uh, so, uh, Mr. Swope, there, Brother Ryan, there. Yep, just that's if God's working on you on that, that's 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 fantastic. Um, I just have that there available if somebody wants to reach out to that if they need if need be. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to wrap it up with a word of prayer. It's been great tonight, guys. And uh, it was good seeing uh, Brother Tim on here as uh, be praying for him uh, as he's going to be traveling back, I believe, from Florida back up to Tennessee. Um, just dropped off or picked up a few more things uh, uh, at his father's house. And so he's going back up to Tennessee to get with uh, back with his wife, Sister Elizabeth. So be praying for her as they're getting established there in Tennessee. Also be praying again for any other prayer requests. The spirit knows what's on our hearts. Um, he utters things and gives us things more than we, we can even ask or think. That's so awesome. How awesome is our God? How great is our God? Join me in a word of prayer as we close for tonight. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you again for the opportunity. Lord, uh, you know, we want to praise you in all things, even the things of the ability to broadcast out on the internet is such an amazing thing and that you've given men even the knowledge of how to even do these things that just blows my mind. Lord, uh, thank you for the opportunity. Lord, thank you for all. But most importantly, Lord, thank you for what you did for us. Lord, thank you we're not as we once were. That's not through anything that we have done, but only through what you have done and finished and completed. Lord, we pray for that day that our whole body, soul, and spirit will be redeemed, though. We pray for that day. We groan in this flesh. We struggle in this flesh. Lord, help us to walk worthy. Help us to put on that armor every day, every hour, every minute. Lord, we fail you so many times. I fail you so many times. Lord, forgive me for those times that fellowship is broken, that that separation as far as the fellowship happens. But, Lord, I just want to thank you again that you've sealed me until that day of redemption. Lord, help me not to walk now thinking that I can just live any way I want to. Lord, Lord, help anybody that's thinking that way. Lord, help them to understand what work you have done in them. But, Lord, I pray for those that haven't come to that yet. They have not come to the end of themselves. Lord, even some that you said in your word, that even many, many in that day will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Even people that use your name and prophesy and speak and, and teach and preach, 
Lord, they'll be saying, haven't we done these things? And you're going to say, depart from me. Lord, help us to just, in fear and trembling, to understand that this is an eternal thing. Lord, at the same time, that brings joy in the heart of a Bible-believing, a, a Christian, a somebody that's been redeemed. Lord, that brings joy in our hearts. Lord, that gives us peace, but Lord, help us never to be haughty in that because we didn't do anything. You did the work, and we just want to thank you again for that. Thank you for being an awesome God. Lord, I pray for Tim as he's traveling. Lord, I just ask you to keep him safe. I pray for these other prayer requests that are on uh, people's minds and hearts. Pray for uh, Brother JT and others that are out there. Lord, you know what's going on. Lord, I just pray that we would continue to admonish each other, build each other up. Lord, there's so few of us. Few be there that find it, find that way. There's so few of us. Help us to strengthen, edify each other. But even so, Lord, come quickly. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me again, like I said. And um, next week, as an announcement, uh, we'll probably have to do this on Thursday night. I have another weekend duty. So Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'll be uh, on here, Lord willing. But uh, we're praying that he comes quickly. So maybe we won't. Hopefully the next time I see you guys is at the at the throne room and we get to see each other as we see him face to face. Wouldn't that be, isn't that just a, a great thought to have as we finish up tonight? Well, I'm going to try to play this music out, but I let's see if it'll work. Love you in the Lord. Walk worthy. Be good ambassadors this week. Bye for now. God bless.